welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beatty. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and the co-producer of Senior Beat is Tom Frazier. And um, Tom has various hats, I like to say, but he's certainly a very strong advocate for aging in our community. And um, so, how are you? I'm good, Christine. Good, good. Nice, and to, nice to be here again. It is nice to be here, and it's nice to be back. Um, I'm delighted to be able to introduce our guest today, and uh, she is Vivian Probst, and uh, we've had the pleasure of hosting her at both uh, the Central Library recently and also at the Madison Senior Center, and she's such an interesting person. I thought you would enjoy meeting her on Senior Beat. Vivian is an award-winning author of the romantic comedy, comedy novel Death by Roses, and let me just hold that up. And also, um, the companion, it's a companion fictional story that taught her how to fix her marriage and led her to write a self-help memoir called I Was a Yo-Yo Wife Until I Learned This. So that's the kicker. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Vivian. Thank We're you so We're so glad much. that you could join us oh, today. Pleasure to be here. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. And you told me um, that you've been writing for 17 years. Yes. Now, I know you're also involved in a, in a company uh, that's nationwide having to do with subsidized and affordable housing. Absolutely. So was writing your hobby? Writing was my hobby. I teach tax regulations for a particular affordable housing program around the country. I needed a little balance in my life. So I started writing uh, just so that there was something besides tax regulations coursing through my brain cells. <laughs> and all this just happened over the course of that time. Wonderful. You said that it took you five years to write your first novel? It did. That's amazing. Tell us, you know, you were working full time and you're also writing at home. Writing on planes, trains, and automobiles, hotel yeah. rooms, and all Points in between, yeah. 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 Okay. And tell us a little bit about Death by Roses, would you mm, please? I would love to. Death by Roses came to me um, within weeks after my older sister passed away of Lou Gehrig's disease. That was nine years ago. And I had been writing, of course. I got these 17 years in. And in the middle of another series I was writing, this story just kind of dropped into my mind, and it wouldn't let go of me. So I had to write it, and it was how I grieved about my sister's passing. Mm -hmm. I think you know how tragic ALS yes. is. Yes. And it turned into this fun story about a marriage that's not working, and then suddenly the wife dies on the toilet of a heart attack after she has had a final argument with her husband over something they never should have been arguing about. And she has to go into her afterlife, and it's just hilarious fun, but it's, it was the result of my sister's passing that created this wonderful story that won a New York publishing contract. Mm. Just amazing. Mm. It's amazing. So yeah. that book was published when? In 2015. Okay. Yeah. And then out of that experience, did the Yo-Yo Wife yes. come then? Yes, it occurred to me after I'd finished Death by Roses that perhaps my own, I'm in my second marriage and it was struggling, and it occurred to me that maybe there was something in my novel that was really supposed to help me in my marriage. So 
when I figured it out, and that's what I call until I learned this, and when I figured that out, my marriage just took care of itself. And 31 years, happily married now. Well, it says in, in your bio that you are a researcher into matters of heart, mind, soul, women's issues, science, language, and the afterlife. Um, so I'm just kind of interested. You hold a degree in culture, anthropology, and linguistics from a private religious organization. Um, so how does all of that blend into this? this? Well, um, obviously... Um, my background, which was in religious work for a number of years. Uh, you were a missionary. Yeah, we, uh, we were in Africa when um, I finally realized that it wasn't my life calling to do what my parents had done and raised us to do. And it was uh, difficult to tell the truth at, at that point, but we uh, had to leave. And uh, But... But the amazing thing is I learned linguistics. And linguistics and culture are relevant, even here in the United States. And I have found in my whole career that understanding the culture that we're working in and people's use of language and what those words really mean have been very good for me. And then as I my career advanced and I remarried and started having issues in my marriage the second time, I realized that I didn't understand my husband's culture or or even my own. And so that's what led to writing Yo-Yo Wife. I needed to understand both of our cultures. Well, and you call this a memoir. Yes. And so it is directly about um, your life as a missionary with your first husband and how you moved out of that marriage and then saved your second marriage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's such an interesting title. Uh, tell everybody about right. the yo-yo. The yo-yo concept. Well, yeah. the yo-yo concept is in my uh, second marriage, I was a bit sensitized by everything that had happened in my first marriage, and then I left that um, so that whenever anything felt like it wasn't right in my second marriage, I had a propensity to leave. And so I had, I had a very patient, loving spouse, and um, he would let me go because when you're uh, – second marriages fail more than first marriages, just so you know, and third marriages are even more tragic. Uh, and so – We keep repeating the same mistakes we over do, and yeah. over. And that's what I had to learn, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, it wasn't just my husband's fault. It was also something inside of me that he triggered – so I would leave, I would go get myself kind of sorted out, and then I would come home, and so I just left. Um, and it, I, I'm not proud of that, but I am pleased to say that I learned what I needed to learn so that my marriage could thrive. And my husband didn't have to change one bit. Hmm. Hmm. My so, perceptions had to change. So tell us how, how what, what, what were some of the things that you found out about yourself that made the difference for you? Well, this is uh, scientifically called the law of reflection. So science teaches, of course, that what you see in a reflection is, is what is real for you. Like when you look in a mirror, mm-hmm. that's the only way you can see yourself. So science would take that a bit further and say, so whatever you see in life, and especially in these intimate relationships, is really a mirror 
for you to see what's really going on inside yourself. And so when I was on the cusp of finally leaving my second marriage because I was just triggered constantly, um, it was like life said, Vivian, all your husband is doing is showing you something inside you that is still wounded, still hurt, still too oversensitive from your first marriage. And that's all he's doing. He loves you. He adores you. But we want you to see that you have a trigger here. And we want you to heal that. So I learned that what he was doing was giving me a gift of seeing something inside me that wanted to find peace and, and comfort. And so I used that, and it worked. It was, it's been miraculous. Just so how you've, been easy married, it is. you've married 31 years. Yes. You've done your second marriage. Yes. And may I know your husband's name? Yeah, Tom Probst. Well, picture of him on the back of the book. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's amazing. And, and people say, well, why did he even stay with you, Vivian? <laughs> I mean, really? And I said, what can I say? <laughs> you know, he just believed in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I just learned blaming other people for what's going on is just not going to solve anything. So mm. I took it on myself and took care of my problem. It's, it's that idea of healing yourself yeah. um, before you can take on any of the other troubles that are around you. Sometimes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. I take that very personally now. Yeah. Now, where are you based out at Vivian? Uh, my company's in Brookfield. Mm-hmm. All right. We live in Delafield. So we're Wisconsinites through and through. Yeah. Yeah, my husband's from Appleton. Yeah. Now, you've been uh, you've kind of doing a, a promotion on your books. Where do, would someone get your books? Well, Death by Roses is available everywhere. It's mm-hmm. published. It's uh, wherever books are sold mm-hmm. online. It's also been, um, uh, we also have an audio version released. Oh. So that's everywhere. Yo-Yo Wife uh, is just out. We finally have all the right uh, numbers so that it can be purchased in bookstores. Uh, Amazon, uh, we publish this through Create Space, mm-hmm. or you can go to vivianpropes.com and find it. Okay. And so, uh, wherever books are sold, you can get access to these two books. Right. And you told me that you're working, uh, after all these 17 years of writing, you have lots of different stories yeah. to share. Yeah, yeah. So, is that a part of the strategy for your writing is to take these stories and see which one develops or tell us a little bit about the process. Yeah. Well, I'm very much subject to the creative muse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I have to do whatever I'm told to do. Mm -hmm. In fact, you'll find in Death by Roses, there's, I call it five shades of gray. (laughs) All right. Versus 50. It's five. (laughs) And there's stuff in there that I would never put in, but the muse wouldn't so I follow the muse, mm-hmm. and I have a five-volume series that I hope to tie out in 2018. That's my 17-year project. It's called The Woman Who Forgot Who She Was, <laughs> and it's a fictional series, lots of drama. Um, it's really about a woman who forgets her life because of some trauma, and the way she gets back into her life is through a series of adventures she takes on the inside, and, oh, it's... Uh, it's got me totally captivated, and now I can get back to it now that these two are done. Maybe you have time for your business. <laughs> I'm very now blessed. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so blessed. Uh, half my time goes to each, and my um, consulting business is 30 years old, and so I'm, uh, I do it when the opportunities 
present themselves. I'm very passionate about affordable housing. I'd love to talk about that sometime. Sure. And then the rest of the time when my husband isn't needing any attention, I'm... Well, it sounds like you've been able to combine, you know, purposeful work with a real passion for the writing. And I think we're all trying to figure out that balance between what we really love to do and also what we need to do. And I think that's why your story resonates so much. Uh, at least for me. So we can get uh, both of these books, and I'm going to hold them up again. Death by Roses. And I was a yo-yo wife until I learned this. And we can get that at? Uh, VivianProps.com. Goodreads. You can get it at bookstores. You can get it at Amazon.com. Just type it in. They show up. and, And... our, our website is kind of fun, so yeah. do viv- yeah, yeah. visit vivianprobes.com. I expect you to do some speaking engagements. Oh, absolutely. So that would oh, be on your book clubs, on your senior right. centers. Anyone who wants to talk about this or affordable housing, I am so in. Thank you so much for coming oh, to see you. us and uh, telling us a little bit about your story, and I'm very excited to read your book. Thank oh, you, thank Vivian, you so very much. much. Thank you both. Thank you. We'll be right back. Um, after these messages from uh, the Senior Center about upcoming activities. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We're going to shift gears just a little bit. And uh, Tom, would you like to introduce our guest? I would, I would love to. Uh, Bob Kellerman uh, is the Executive Director of the Greater Agency on Aging Resources. Um, and that is a long name for the Area Agency on Aging for 70 of the 72 counties uh, in Wisconsin. Right. And There's only two that aren't. Milwa- one is Milwaukee County, one is Dane, Dane County. County. And then uh, yeah. Bob is the, uh, coordinates everything for the rest of the state, the planning. That's a pretty and important person that we have on our program. Well, he's not really important, <laughs> but he has, he's a, first of all, I'd like to say a good friend of mine. Yeah. We've known each other for probably nearly 40 years because yeah. we've both been in that part of the working around yeah. this stuff for 40 years. Yeah. And, uh, so Bob has got huge amounts of experience in, in aging and now runs this very important agency. And thank you for being here, Bob. And also particularly thank you for doing it on the 
rather short notice, as yes. like this morning. Yes, yes, excellent. Well, you're, you're, you're very welcome, and I think our friendship brought me here <laughs> on a very short notice. Um, and I'm very pleased to be here with both of you who represent um, a good history of the mm -hmm. Wisconsin Aging Network. Yeah. Um, you folks have, are well-known and uh, thought of highly. Thank you. Thank you. Great day and yesterday? No, Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. uh, Yeah, there was a big day at the Capitol Wednesday. And tell us about that. We call it Aging Advocacy Day. Uh, it's also Older Americans Month, and there's some big budget things happening. So jump Take in. Away, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, <coughs> yesterday, or I'm sorry, yes, Wednesday, me, yeah, uh, the 17th is yes. the date, uh, May 17th, um, we um, held our second um, annual um, Aging Advocacy Day, um, which means that we invite people who um, uh, have an interest in um, uh, aging issues, aging programs, etc., um, and who um, feel that and understand that it's a public policy. Um, uh, aging programs are very much a public policy issue um, to come and join us learn about what the, what the uh, issues are, um, and then um, in an organized fashion, um, we go to the Capitol and um, we, let, we, we help people visit their, uh, their own representative and, and senator. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it, it's a day that goes quite quickly, but there's months and months of planning behind it. Um, right, so um, in 2016, we had our first one and that um, we, did, we just put it together um, and we had uh, uh, 50 people join us. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And we thought, now in the next year, there's going to be uh, a budget, it's a budget year in 2017. And so we planned for twice as many people, mm -hmm. 100 people. Um, we found a facility in, uh, in um, uh, Capital Lakes a very accommodating um, organization, um, but by the time uh, close to close to the deadline, we had 200 people, um, and we didn't quite know what we were going to do. Capital Lakes helped us expand, um, and we had a very well organized and very fruitful fruitful day, uh, bringing 200 people from around the state of Wisconsin, mostly older persons from around the state of Wisconsin. Um, and we, were, we had people, for the most part, most of the um, uh, uh, assembly people were covered mm -hmm. um, by these 200, and as well as the Senate. So uh, yeah. lots of people, wonderful. lots of people making lots of visits um, and talking about um, the issues that we think were are important uh, in sure. this in this budget. I think it's important too that with the briefing you also make people aware of what is happening right. so that they can speak authoritarian. Um, in, what's the word I need? Um, th they're they informed. Can, they're informed, informed right. authoritatively. Right. They're yeah. informed. They can go and speak comfortably with their representation. Right. The day the day starts with um, uh, a training. Yes. Um, where Tom, you were there, uh, and Tom gave a, an overview of the legislative process, mm -hmm. and then we have uh, folks who um, talked about each of the four focus areas or, or issue areas that. Um, we, we are concentrating on. Mm -hmm. um, and then folks were able to get together in their respective Senate 
districts and assembly districts um, and talk to one another about um, their meeting, their, their up and coming meetings mm -hmm. and splitting up the responsibilities of talking to, to their legislators. I just wanted to say before we move on to maybe some of those issues, mm -hmm. I just wanted to say as a participant, uh, I was just super impressed at how well it was organized, how mm -hmm. well it was planned, how well the day went. And I think certainly the Bob's agency and Bob, and I'd like to particularly mention Janet Zander, Zander who yes, is Zander uh, the public policy coordinator and, and uh, advocate for WAR and for the Wisconsin Aging Advocacy Network. So just kudos to everybody who were involved in the planning because it was seamless. So very, wow. very well done. Yeah. And so tell us about Juan. Okay. Juan, mm -hmm. we call it. Mm -hmm. Guar and Juan. Right, all of these acronyms. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it doesn't so, stop there. So. And, the, and the issues. Uh -huh. Sure. Um, Juan is a W-A-A-N, is the Wisconsin Aging Advocacy Network. And it was, mm -hmm. it was um, started, I don't know, uh, several years ago, mm -hmm. uh, 2012 might, it might be. Uh, uh, I, I actually can tell you um, when, uh, not the year, but what was going on. Um, we um, had a newly elected governor, um, Governor Walker, and um, it was time for him to introduce his first budget. Um, folks in the field of aging didn't quite know what that was going to ha what was going to happen with that. Um, uh, so we decided we needed to have a coalition around around um, those aging programs that come out of what's called the Older Americans Act, which is a 19 65 uh, piece of legislation signed by Lyndon Johnson that created things like elderly nutrition programs, transportation programs, legal services, et cetera, et cetera. Um, um, so um, the agencies that work with Older Americans Act funding got together uh, and we began to strategize, talk about what the possibilities were, what we would do, plan A, plan B, et cetera. Um, and, um, that's, that was the birth of, of the Wisconsin Aging Network. Um, we have been since then uh, meeting every single month, uh, which seems like a lot, but uh, and indeed it makes the month short. Uh, but uh, the, the organization is sticking together and doing well. Um, we meet every month, as I said. We have about 20 people um, together every month, and we look at what current issues are, what the legislation is, is currently um, we strategize around that um, we bring in um, legislators we've matured enough to bring in legislators and have other other folks um, um, talk to us about where um, issues are coming from and where they're going sure. um, we've matured so you're learning yourself at the same time you're exactly you're, yeah. yes and um, yourself. Yeah. yeah and out of this process grew the four priority issues right well right so why don't we? Yeah. Why don't you start to actually? Talk about yeah, actually, out of the process grew 11 priority oh, issues, yeah. well, we which when we were done, we thought, what were we thinking? <laughs> uh, 11 is way too many, um, and especially when it comes to the um, and when it comes to the Aging Advocacy Day, we couldn't have 11 issues. So we we brought out four, which I think interrelate and are extremely um, um, timely and important. Um, the the uh, first one. I, I guess it would be the first, um, is, is something that, uh, that, that 
crosses aging and disability networks, and that's the, um, the Medicaid personal care um, uh, rate. Um, as you know, if you're a disabled person or a, a per, an older person who has some disabilities, um, you're often dependent upon um, a long-term care worker, a worker coming into your home or, or a facility if you live in a facility such as a nursing home. Um, and what's happening at right now is, a, is an absolute crisis um, with um, the lack of long-term care, personal care workers. Um, it's, a, it's a very difficult job. There are several reasons for that, for it being a crisis, but um, to hit on a few, it's a, it's a very, very difficult job. You really should be you know, motivated in that direction because it's very personal. Um, it uh, does not pay very much at all. It's oftentimes um, tied to the medical assistance funding. So um, a personal care worker will, will earn anywhere from a, a minimum wage to probably not much more than $10 an hour. Maybe, maybe somebody will come up with $15 an hour, but mostly it's, it's very, very low wages. So now you've got a, 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 a difficult job that doesn't pay very much, and um, uh, you are probably low income yourself. Um, you don't have any benefits um, that come with the job either. Um, and it's such an essential. And it's totally essential to, if you don't have, if you ha if you are reliant on a personal care worker, um, you ha that worker helps you get out of bed in the morning get dressed, get bathed, get dressed, uh, perhaps help you with, your, with food, and um, maybe um, helps you get to a doctor's appointment, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what a crisis could bring. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's, I hate to interrupt, but I want to get all four issues in. All right. We're running right. out of time, okay. so if you could quickly... The, the other one um, is, a, is um, uh, an ask for the expansion of the dementia care specialist um, around the state. Right now, about half of the counties. Uh, maybe a little more than half of the counties are, have a person funded by the state of Wisconsin uh, called the Dem uh, Dementia Care Specialist, mm -hmm. and they help organize dementia services, dementia care services yes. in, in the community on a community level. Um, um, as, you, as you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, et cetera, um, is a growing, pro a growing uh, um, issue because, because of the growing demographics of older persons and um, it's, it's becoming, it too is becoming a crisis. Mm -hmm. So uh, the state of Wisconsin um, allocated $200,000 in this current biennium, and we are asking for $600,000 to continue that. Also, we're asking for the funding to be continued in each, in each biennium, rather than what the current uh, problem is, is that the 200000 will expire at the end of December. Yeah. So tie it to dementia, it becomes, it becomes um, very important. The, um, third, the third area that we're looking at is a funding for, a permanent funding for um, um, uh, uh, healthy aging grants. Um, there are a, a, a school of, of evidence-based programs out there that help people um, maintain health um, uh, because um, they may have issues with chronic disease and they help self-manage that. There, there are falls prevention programs, et cetera. They're all evidence-based. They've been researched and proven to be effective. And uh, the, the state of Wisconsin generously, in a bipartisan, unanimous vote, um, uh, allocated $200,000 to that um, uh, uh, in, um, 
in this in in this in current the 15, budget. 17 right, budget. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and we're asking that to be expanded to six hundred thousand dollars. Right. Uh, so it's funding to counties to exp to to. And it's them. not included in this budget. Is it is not included in this, in this budget. budget. This yeah. two hundred thousand yeah. also will expire. Right. And the final issue is transportation, which is another one of those overriding issues where. You can have all these programs, but if people can't get to them, right. yeah. right. you know. So, um, you know, we we didn't have enough time for the issues, you know, because they could all take a program. Right. But uh, just to wrap up, if people are interested in these issues, what can they do now? Well, uh, the first thing they could do, and probably the most important thing they could do, is contact their uh, uh, representatives, whether representatives or state senators. Yep. Um, um, a call means a, means a lot. It does. Um, it means that there are uh, a, a, a legislator will say if one person is calling me, there are several that are thinking. Yeah, the same we thing. we really encourage that. So, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing these issues with us. The time goes too darn fast, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. Thank you. You're welcome. We will see you next month on Senior Beat. Thanks for joining us.